Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. Today is a community chat and I have asked 10 of my friends to come on and talk about some very specific, a very specific thing. And we are joined, um, I'm going to get everybody to introduce themselves. They're going to do a one minute round elevator pitch of who they are. So your name, where you live and what you do. And I'm giving you each a minute. So I'm going to do like this, that we're in gallery view. If um, I know some of you can't see, but that's what we're doing. Are y'all ready? Yeah. And I'm going to put it over in the chat. What order? But we're going to start with Chris. Well, maybe I just, we're going to go to Chris and then regime kind of as you came in, I'm going in that same order. And if I'm misspelling somebody's name, I'm so sorry. Um, Hey everybody, I'm so excited to see y'all. And just make sure it says to all panelists and attendees, if you wanna be able to talk to everybody even in the chat. Okay, so I am just wasting time and y'all are like, we're tight on time, Diane, let's go. Chris, you get started, I'm gonna keep typing the list. Sounds good, Diane. My name's Chris Martin. I am not in a band called Coldplay. Yes, I went there. I'm so sorry, I'm embarrassed. I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is just north of Portland, Oregon. And I've been at this creative life on my own since 2006. So that's about 14 years. Feels like just yesterday, just kidding. And uh, in this current iteration of what I do, I do a lot of media production. So I would say that I'm a producer, director, editor, jack of all trades, master of most. And uh, I like teaching and helping people. Ooh, and you have a podcast. That's right. Thank you. You're my marketing team. I have a podcast called Getting Work to Work, and uh, I met Diane in Bend, Oregon at Bend Design Conference recently, and she is the loveliest collector of people I've ever met. Hey, and you have five seconds left. All right, Rajim, <laughs> we're going to go on to you. Hi, I'm Rajim, and... I'm in Columbus, Georgia, and I have been following um, most of the artists that um, come on here for many years now. I, uh, my first time was um, going to Creative South and meeting Diane, and I've been doing art ever since I was little. And so now with my nonprofit, Artahoochee, I'm just starting to learn how to um, get out there. And so you have, you have a, um, you've had lots of, you, you are an artist in a lot of different mediums, but you also love helping people. You're very people oriented. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I have a lot of talent. So, um, like Chris said, I'm a jack of all trades, master of some, and, um, so I, I, I do it all. All right. Amber, you're next. Hey guys, um, I'm Amber Cornette. Um, I live in Huntsville, Alabama, so about an hour no north of Birmingham. Um, I work at a design agency here called Activate Communications. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Design Week Huntsville. We just started last year, so we're, we're ramping up the, uh, the, the scheduling for this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing design since about 2010-ish. Um, a little bit of freelance, but mostly um, just agencies. But that's that's where I want to be. So that's about it. <laughs> and 20 seconds to spare. Love that, Amber. And you've been coming to Design Recharge for a long time. And we've met in person at Creative South also, yes. right? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. 
David. It's all about you. Oh, wait, unmute, unmute. Yeah, unmute. All right. So I'm David John Walker. I am from Nashville, Tennessee. I teach at Austin P. State University in Clarksville, which is like 40 miles northwest of Nashville. And I, um, I'm a design entrepreneur as well. So I work with small businesses and, and small marketing firms to um, help their, their brand presence. Um, I'm also a member of AIJ Nashville and serve on the board. And I met Diane through um, a friend of, a mutual friend of ours that serves on the DEC, the Design Educators uh, Committee for AIJ. So thanks for having me on. So you've been teaching at Austin P. We keep we are keep talking back and forth, but you're an entrepreneur. You're um, you have a lot. You do a lot of practical, and you you're not just. Um, I always sometimes think you know people think we're educators and we're like we don't do anything, right? Okay, that's your time. I just didn't let you finish. <laughs> it's okay. But you do stuff. You make stuff. You have yes, clients. Do and stuff. Make stuff. Clients. Yes. That's how me and you connect. We'll just take a little <laughs> bit of uh, Amber's time. Okay. All right, Matt. Uh, my name is Matt Wood. I am in Lafayette, Indiana. I'm a new resident here. And this is the home of uh, uh, Purdue University. And I've been in business for 21 years. I am, my background is in uh, uh, graphic design and art direction. And also I'm, I'm an illustrator. I do editorial and advertising and packaging art for advertising agencies and for design firms. And I also have a collaborative animation studio that I started with a friend about eight years ago. So we do um, animations for web and for television for companies. And uh, I'm just an overall creative. I have all kinds of different things that I do. And uh, I, I take commissions every now and then with people and uh, just love being connected with Diane, it's awesome. And you, you're transitioning, you're rethinking mm -hmm. about um, how you're creating things and you have this um, amazing Instagram, right? We should all share our Instagrams, but they will be below if you're watching on YouTube or, oops, I'm sorry, so now time for that right now. Ah, okay, timer. Okay, <laughs> Naomi, it's you. Okay, I'm Naomi G. I run an independent design company with a super original name, Naomi G. Design, um, so where I'm, I'm not only a graphic designer, but I'm also a story brand certified guide. So I help people clarify their messaging and then implement that messaging and really help it shine with great design work. And so um, I don't do just messaging projects. It has to have a design element um, with it if I'm going to take on a client. So I try to couple those two things together and I'm about to launch um, a stream of recurring revenue hopefully in June um, but it's looking like it might be July so yeah and she helped me with my messaging so right. it's amazing and she she's super kind but she also tells it like it is so she didn't let me get away with things she was like no you can refine this so I love that I love the honesty yeah. oh look it looked like Matt just looked at you on my screen um like oh, look at that Naomi okay Brady Bunch <laughs> yeah for sure okay it's time to move on okay uh, Tony hey I'm Tony Lockhart I'm in Raleigh North Carolina I have an independent uh, freelance agency I guess called Creative Snark where mostly I create a lot of branding and advertising for multiple co uh, companies and also a graphic designer for events, Auto Parts, where I create their advertising campaigns and their motion graphics along with the campaigns. So, touch a lot of different areas. 
hey, we use advanced auto parts. I go there all the time to buy uh, things for my husband. Uh, we, we just had a meeting today. Apparently, our e-com sales are really up. <laughs> we always buy and then go pick up. I'm the pickup girl. Uh, nice. I designed our same-day delivery logo. <laughs> hey, way to go. I'll have to tell my husband, oh, my gosh, guess what? Yeah. Anyway, he will probably be excited about that. Awesome, oh, yeah. Tony. I'm I'm glad to have you in person. This is the first time I'm meeting Tony. We've just been friends on Instagram, so I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> oh, I hit mute on me. I didn't mean that. I oh. meant to hit cancel on my time. All right, Debbie Clapper. Hi, um, I'm Debbie Clapper. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and I run a creative studio called Neural. I've been running Neural for about 18 years, and I've shifted from being graphic, a graphic designer slash art director to being a full-time artist. So I paint murals um, and that motivate, I like to say. I paint murals that motivate, and I create artwork that activates hope, and I do it all freehand. So, Super impressive. And she did this challenge with Design Recharge last year with these Yeti cups. And she was very, it was amazing. And when you look at, you think it, she's doing it all on the iPad and total, but she, that she can draw those straight lines clearly. She does not have any shaky hand syndrome. Well, right? not always. <laughs> You're like, depends okay. On <laughs> depends, on the day, depends on my coffee intake. <laughs> right. yeah. Awesome, Debbie. I'm glad to have you. Thank All right, um, Andre, last but not least. Oh, hello, guys. I'm Andre Caetano. I live in Coimbra, Portugal, or near, near Coimbra. And I've been working as a freelance illustrator for almost 10 years, um, mostly for books and comics, and now doing, uh, trying to do more of science communication, using comics to tell about complex subjects and things like that. Um, Oh, no, you do lots more than that. So Andre also, um, it's, so one of the things I think is neat, so he's teaching about history. So he actually pairs with educators. Both of his parents are educators. And he, I don't think he knew he was doing this uh, uh, automatically, but it ends up that he's done a ton of things and it teaches people, uh, one, about science, but he's also taught about history. But he loves to do things by hand. He does color true, things yeah. digitally and he's wicked good at this and he's a longtime design recharger right yep yep i okay. love design recharge and we love you all right oh buggers i keep hitting mute on myself mm. i'm trying to hit cancel on the thing okay so now I'm going to introduce the topic. And the topic is that during this quarantine, the last time we did a group chat, I said, what are you learning? What are you teaching? What are you learning right now? So you might've thought this might've been the same thing, but it's not because now what I'm asking you is what have you been learning about yourself in this time? So I know that I didn't realize that I don't want to wear earbuds every day, all day, right? Um, for sure. I definitely don't want to do that. And so if you have a one-on-one -on -one with me, usually I'm like, nope. I'm doing this without the earbuds, but for this, so that nobody has any reverb, we're doing it with earbuds. That's not what I can, really, that's not, you could maybe have something more deep. But one of the things I was talking to Chris about one day, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago or something, Chris and I were talking, we were just catching up from Bend, and Chris was telling me that he, oh, I don't even know how long ago, how long, how many years ago, Chris? How many long years ago what? Did you start um, doing your self-discovery about writing in particular? Oh, that. Um, 
Boy, it's probably been at least eight years. I would say, yeah, eight years. Okay, so to me, this was a very interesting <laughs> story about, and if you don't know, I think Design Recharge is about hope. I try to bring people on that maybe they're in the middle of their story. Maybe they're at the end of their story. Not the end of their story. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like it's all people on their deathbeds. That's not what it is. You guys are like, what? I'm not dying tomorrow. That's not what it is. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is when you are, um, sometimes we need to see what it looks like at the end of the journey. And so that's why I brought Chris, because I thought for this, not that he's not learning anything about himself and we'll still get him to answer that question as well. But he learned something. He did not feel like he was a good uh, writer, right? Could you kind of give him a little bit of the backstory and then what your professor said and then what you did to get better? Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where when we want to do something, whether it's writing or design or filmmaking, photography, we all have this idea that the successful ones do whatever we think the successful ones do. And if we're not doing that, we're immediately writing ourselves off. And I think a lot of my issues stem from a recurring dream that I have. And I don't know about any of you, but I have these recurring dreams that plague me. And they all have the exact same theme. And the theme is I'm not prepared in the moment. So one is I'm in an old job, everything's falling down, breaking down, and I can't fix the problem. And then the other one that's a little bit more fun is I am the person in the audience that is called up to the stage to play guitar with my favorite band. And I'm not talking Coldplay? like- Coldplay? No, no. I, and I'm not talking like three chord Ramones here. I, it's like prog rock where you have to know every single scale at the, you know, at the moment that you need it. And I'm just not there and I'm embarrassed and they chase me off the stage. And that's kind of, that's kind of why I write the way that I do. And I'll, I'll go more into that is because I just don't like being unprepared. Okay, so your teacher, you mm -hmm. used to have to, when you were doing a preparation or you were doing a mm -hmm. pitch or something, tell them about that. Yeah, so when I was working on my master's degree, we had to do a lot of presentations and a lot of speeches and a lot of just writing. And I would have to write the entire speech out and then read it. And there's nothing more boring when you see someone like get up to the front and they've got this giant list of thoughts and they just start reading the, the writing. It's like you go to a speech and they're, they're just reading the slide deck. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing. And at the end of all this, I, I started teaching as well. And I was doing the exact same thing in preparation for teaching. It's like, okay, today I'm teaching motion graphics and I have to write out all of the different possibilities that this could happen in a class. So I would anticipate the questions that the students would ask, where it would fall apart. And at a certain point, my teacher set me aside and he just looked at me and he said, it's really good that you do this, but one day you'll write a quick outline in pencil and you'll learn how to improvise. You'll learn to have confidence in yourself so that you'll have you'll be in the moment and you can respond accordingly and it's like he entered into my dreams and said don't worry you'll be ready so that's kind of where i'm at it's like 
the the writing process that I follow is all about going through this journey every single time to connect the idea to the presentation and performance. So there's this other big part is that it's discovery. I mean, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. practice, right? Of yes. And then you continue. Another thing that you're really good at is continuing to analyze where you mm -hmm. are. So it's yes. not like you're just doing it. You actually are reflective. And I think that's yes. one of the things in this COVID-19, we've been all kind of, we didn't expect to be learning anything, but we end up learning something. But because we've been sort of forced to be more reflective, and I think um, just life has changed. Some of us maybe are living alone. Some are, or we don't have as much interaction. Or sometimes I know that I have a lot of conversations like this and, I, and I'm a processor talker big shocker there for you people, right? Um, but I figure things out as I'm talking. And so I thought what Chris was saying was really what you were doing with the writing was you were talking to yourself and then you're mm -hmm. practicing. And then every time you got more confidence, which yes. I love that because now you've been doing, uh, you have over 400 episodes of his podcast, people. I can't even say that. This is just episode 342. Like I can't even catch up to him. Which is, it's impressive, right? We're nodding. We're hearing, my mom would say, I can't hear those rocks in your head. That's what she would say <laughs> to me. So, uh, but I appreciate that to, to be able to, to kind of paint that picture. So Chris, I'm going to get you to start and then we're going to go back to Andre, the new dad. I can't say your last name, so I'm just going to call you the other Andre Kite. Andre Caetano, and then I'm going to call you just Andre, because I can say his last name a little bit better than I can say yours. I'll practice your last name, buddy. I'm just not good at last names. I mean, I can say Walker and Wood. Those are good. I can say G, right? Everybody else, we're on the fence here. Martin, I can say. Okay, so Chris, what have you been learning about yourself during this? Even though I know you t work at home, you do stuff like that, but what have you been learning about yourself? It's It's... I enjoy organizing things. So it's like, give me, give me a pile of stuff and I like organizing it. So my wife and I have been doing a lot of Lego projects and I am the person that will open the packet and just start organizing all the pieces by shape, size, and color so that by the time we start putting it together, everything is ready. So, you know, whether that's like mise en place and cooking or, you know, however you want to think about it, making sure that everything is together and you just start and you just start building off that. And I just really like that. It's um, therapeutic in a way. Therapeutic, but also it's part of that preparation. It's mm -hmm. like if I know that everything is in front of me, like right now you can't see my desk, but I have everything ready at just in case I need it, like props. Like, oh, this is an example of this and of that and of that. And this it, is a Lego. I'm just kidding. Uh, don't have any Legos around me. Darn it. 2012 me would have had a hard time with that. Whereas me now, I'm like, well, I've got this Mario character. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally works. All right. So I, I love that. I think that it's interesting. I think Debbie might also have hers to me is very therapeutic. So I can't wait till we get to Debbie, but we're going with Andre, new dad, Andre, also in Portugal, but not from Portugal. He's going to give us his intro. You're in a minute. Go. I mean, for a minute. Okay. South African living in uh, Portugal. Um, was in the corporate world for over 20 years. I've uh, been studying design uh, for the last four years. 
lost my way until I, I had a one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with, with um, Diane. Um, so that's where I'm at now. It's below a minute, but that's where I'm at right now. But you're doing lots of things. You're working as a designer. You have three kids. Yeah, one but, just came. And say yes, your I, whole name so that I can practice okay. saying your last name. My, my name is Andre Gaggiano. Um, born in uh, Zim, uh, grew up in South Africa, lived in London for eight years, lived in Nigeria for another eight years, France for four, and now I'm, I'm in Portugal, trying to give my kids a little bit of a, a, some stability. I'm looking to move into strategy, using, utilizing all my previous um, experience in, in, in the corporate world. Um, I am looking forward to, and I do prefer the, the, the creative space, so it's a little bit of trying to be creative and use my, my skills and grow from there and see how I can help uh, other people and other companies grow. That's, that's the space that I'm looking to occupy. I love that. He always takes, he gets a new job, takes it on, doesn't know how to do it, but he figures it out. And I love that about him. And he's done that multiple times. He also moves to tons of different places and doesn't know what it, the language, he didn't know Portuguese when he moved there, but he's like, I'll figure it out. And I love that about him too. That's a really uh, fear facing and he's a surfer so you can't go wrong with the surfer all right so we're going to go back to our same other order regime i'm asking you what you um have been learning about yourself so um what i've been learning about myself is that i need to stop first um believing like i need to believe in myself more than others didn't believe in me and go back in like, why did I start drawing in the first place? My love for it, my passion. Um, I'm an 80s child growing up, so love the colors and different um, crunchies and things like that. And, you know, so that in my life, I was like, what, what part of that is that, um, that I remember and that I really love? So. And it also has to do with a project that you're working on, right? So from this, you had, you've, I think a lot of us deal with this. We wanted validation for our, um, what we were doing, a project or a side project or anything. And so you've kind of gotten over that step. I'm sure you, you will still, it's a hurdle that I continue. You, you, you go through it. You have, unfortunately we keep backtracking, but it's like now it's an obvious hurdle that you know that you can kind of say, hey, I don't need anybody's um, uh, approval. I'm going to keep going because this is what you were meant to do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's made me it. And I had a hard time in college because no one really believed. I didn't really know um, the focus of, or art. I, I just been doing it all my life. And so college for me was really hard to understand concepts and writing about it. I can do it or I could sit with somebody else and talk them through it. But for me, it was hard to have a, um, a consistency of a, uh, a, a, a body of work. But as I look back over majority of my life, wait a minute, I've always been talking about the disadvantage and, you know, that kind of thing, a disability advocate. So, 
Like, I've already been doing it. I just haven't put it all in one little spot. I think it's hard to see that. It's the perspective. Andre is really good at doing that for other people, but we're usually not great at doing that for ourselves, I think, seeing the big uh, outside perspective. All right. We're going to go on to Amber. <laughs> Same question. Um, yes. Okay. So I feel like I've, I've had a lot of, like, a lot more time to think lately, you know, and it's like you still have that full-time job, but there's not as much, like, going on, so you just have a lot of extra time to think, and it's like, I feel like uh, for a lot, a lot of my life, I've always been waiting for that next promotion or, you know, the next job to come around, like, hey, I have to be in this certain job position by the time I'm 30, or, you know, otherwise I'm not going to get to my goals. Um, so I think a lot lately, I, I, you know, with the virus and things becoming so heavy, it's like, why do I put that stress on myself? Why would I, you know, like, why don't I just live for what I have now, live for, you know, where I am now instead of that next thing? Um, you know, so I, I feel like that's what I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, and it's like, it's taking a lot of the weight off, you know, it just kind of like, I want to just live and be happy. <laughs> so in that, that can be a real struggle to, um, when we go back to the, where the time is not so, um, reflective, mm -hmm. it can, it can be easy to fall back into those traps. So are you developing any habits so that you don't fall back into some of those? Um, I think, I mean, I, probably not as much as I should. <laughs> um, no, I, th I think it's like, it's been ingrained in me for so long. It's going to be hard to not get back into that thought process. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I just, I like the, the feeling of, of not being so, having so much pressure on me. You know, it's good to have goals, but it's not like I don't have to be in a certain position at a certain time. Yeah, there's no limits of saying you have to do this by this. Maybe you just have like mm -hmm. a end of the month and say, hey, I may not be exactly where I want, but I'm look where I did get. So like you yeah. reflect on what you did get done instead of what you didn't get to. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you just set up like something that. like that and you create a, a book and then it can be all your wins. Every Maybe you do them at the end of every week or maybe you do them at the end of every month. And then it's like when you start feeling bad, like the pressure gets on, you can be like, but mm -hmm. hello, look what I did do. Maybe my other goals yeah. were a little bit unrealistic, but that might be something that you I can like do that. for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Be your own cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> right. All right. So we're skipping around. I know David moved for me, but we're still staying in the same thing because I'm too anal of a person. All right, David, what have you been learning about yourself? Oh, you got to unmute though, buddy, every time. Yeah, I'm just ready to start talking. <laughs> um, but I've, I've learned quite a bit. Um, this process, or at least this new normal, has made me kind of reflect and understand the value of time. And teaching, it's easy to get siloed. Having clients, it's easy to get siloed. And I know for myself, I have kind of had some burnout. And so what I've been doing is, is just making stuff. Get online, or at least on TV, see what's on CNN. And if there's a headline that jumps out, I'll illustrate something or create something, you know, to post online for it. So it's been nice to kind of get back into 
the swing of doing things for fun more so than just making them for clients or meeting you know a student need or meeting with committees and that type of stuff so really just kind of reclaiming my energy and and um putting self first like literally turning everybody else off and turning you know yourself on and, and reinvesting so i love it. it's very similar to amber in a way a lot of ways right like you're able to now say it's not that you're not doing your client work you're not meeting with your students you're still doing all that but maybe in some of that other time that you had in a commute now you're saying you know what i'm going to do it just for fun for me because this is why i love design i can't hear those not well, rocks and, in your head and i'll add to that okay <laughs> I'll, I'll add to that uh, for example one of my um one of my clients or marketing clients I've been doing design pitches for. And that's like kind of atypical. Normally as an entrepreneur, you deal with the client directly. And so I'm dealing with account managers and account executives. And so I'm actually fielding my voice and seeing what that feels like, you know, in real time on the other side of, you know, the design coin versus the educational coin. I love that. Awesome. We're doing awesome on time, people. All right, Matt, it's you. Everybody on, oh, well, when it gets to you, unmute, but it's Matt's turn to unmute. I'm just giving you a hard time, David. <laughs> I'm gonna go over here. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it real short. I wrote down some things, but they get really deep. A lot of things get deep here for me. I've been doing this for 21 years. So in that time period, I've raised three kids on an art, um, career which is I'm, I'm i'm great with that i think that's fantastic i'm happy for the time that i had that that, that was that successful um and for the last probably six or seven years it's just been a steady decline you know things have changed so much and i'm i'm in my career 2.0 right now and in that time that i work for my you know raising my kids and uh, you know, just kind of keeping ourselves above water and stuff it it took a toll on me to the degree that i'm i'm i'm, I'm clearly in burnout I've been in burnout for a long time. Um, and it's it's hard to be in burnout and not have work. So as the work declines, it just gives you more time to just try to figure out what's going on, but you're too tired from doing everything from the past. You just don't know where to go. So I've tried to find my I've tried to find my different direction. I'm trying to really figure out what's next for me. And in that process, I've found out during the process now, because with this whole being stuck at home stuff, it means nothing to me. I mean, it's just it's the same. It gets a little frustrating because I can't go out or that it makes me nervous that when we do go out. But that's the only change that's happened. But uh, right now, it's uh, the things that I've learned are that I need, uh, I need people and I need fellow creatives much more than I ever realized. Um, and it's not just that I need them. I'm finding out that they need me. So that's what's been the most shocking to me is that when I started to reach out to people, I thought, that's going to kind of a burden on people or whatever. Contact people, hey, you want to get together and just talk every now and then. And, and then I start finding out that people are like, no, I would, really, I would really love to. And then they start, we start having conversations and stuff and we start keep holding each other accountable and just doing buddy checks and stuff like that. And then we have this, these have these longer conversations. And in that process, I'm starting to find out that they're like going, I'm always like telling them, you know, you've helped me so much, but just having someone around to talk to you. And their response to me is, no, you've helped me out more than I think I've ever helped you out. So that's been super nice. So that's one thing that I've learned. Um, and I, I'm also learning out and I'm going, you know, deeper stuff for me too, 
is that I'm starting to get to the place where I'm realizing that I've, I've suppressed my personal well-being just to survive. Um, I've, I've, and I'm, I'm all for clients, man. I mean, when clients call in, if they need something done on Thursday, I tell them, man, I can do it on Thursday. Absolutely. And I always deliver on Tuesday. I, I just do. So that's always been my, my focus is to try to, I, and my retention rate over the years has always been great with clients, but it's after a while, I'm just like, you know, I'm working weekends. I'm working till morning. I'm working, you know, way too much. And there's no one here to really point the direction. There's no one here to say, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or you should take a break. And so you're just on your own. So I'm kind of learning that whole life balance and kind of stopping the overworking process, at least when I can. Um, and the last thing that I've, I'm really trying to work on, and I'm, I'm discovering it because I'm in touch with more, um, with more creatives now. Um, I'm starting to learn that I've got like this underlying sort of ability to do, I, I don't even know what to call it. Um, back when I worked for somebody else, I actually did some hiring. Um, I, did, I did a restructuring of the company when I was in my 20s because I thought I could do it and I did it. And I, did, I started out sweeping the floors and I ended up being the VP of the company. So I, I kind of just moved my way on up because I just kept doing, I just kept learning everything. And so I, but I had in that process, I have, I felt like I had a really, a really strong ability to um, find people and see their potential. Not only like bring them in and find the potential, but find the people that are already in existing positions and start finding their potential that they didn't know that they had and then talk them to that potential. So that was, that was from a very young age, um, actually doing that kind of stuff. And now when I'm talking with other creatives, um, I've asked, and I've done this a couple of times with other artists, um, but I have figured out with them how to, how, to, how to figure out what they do and to kind of vision for them a, a different future. So the thing that I've discovered is I feel like I'm, I've quarantined myself from discovering and using my deepest skills over, for a long time. So that might be something that I do. I'm not sure where to take that, but. Anyway, it's a lot of a lot of deep stuff, but that's where I'm at. So Naomi gave you some uh, things over in the chat. You should check those out. Um, okay. Also, I think that so you have two things. You have that sort of um, being able to see the gold in people and helping people to find their purpose and their yeah. um, uh, focus. But you also have you could bring us through somebody who didn't care do self care well to how you're implementing self care now. And I think that it would really resonate with a lot of people because I think a lot of us, I think Rachel said that over there in the chat, she's like, I feel you. Um, yeah. Because I think that we tend to be uh, pleasers and we want to do. So we take on like Amber saying, take on, take on, take on, take on. Right. And then we, we don't take care of ourselves. But one of the things I just want to tell real quick, you put the, the, your welcome pin down and you went to bed. And then what happened the next day when you got up? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, uh, like, um, like there was, that was sent earlier, I'm such a planner. I want to get things just right. And I want to be able to communicate for people well. And I want to make sure that it's done early and stuff. And so I'm pushing myself all the time. And I'm learning over this period here that I'm like going, this is not working. I know it hasn't worked in the past. I can't keep on working in the future. So at one point I was working on a deadline, a couple deadlines, and I'm just completely, I'm, I'm starting to go over deadlines and that, that's not me. And I just decided, hey, listen, I, I can either stay up till morning and finish this thing and make sure that it's done or I need to sleep. And I just went, you know what, I'm supposed to not be scared anymore. And so I just backed off, put it all down, went to bed, slept for about four or five hours, got up and probably in just a few minutes got the things done that I needed to get done. And I just went, man, I'm glad I went to bed. So yeah, so it's, it was a, it was it was pretty scary, but yeah, got it done. 
So I think that that's, it's just about trying something new because you know the other, and reflecting that the other stuff isn't, isn't working. Awesome. All right. Moving on to Naomi. Okay. Um, first of all, if you hear squealing, it's generally for delight out there that my daughter is. <laughs> if there's screaming, also for delight. So um, I don't know if you can hear it or not. Um, anyways, uh, so I went a more personal direction with how I have been thinking about the question of what I've been discovering about myself. And um, one thing that I like keeps coming up throughout this entire staying home scenario has been just um, how I use my words. And one thing that, I mean, I'm, I love my husband with all my heart, but I've just noticed that it's so easy to be more hurtful towards people that you like care the most about, which is ridiculous and frustrating, but I'm sure I'm not the only one who has seen that in themselves. And so I've um, noticed that like my words have so much more impact than I think they do. And I'm like you, Diane, I'm a verbal processor. So sometimes like I let things flow and I can't like shut my teeth fast enough to like stop what I, my head is processing. And um, so I've been really focusing on like, are my words full of love and compassion and grace? Um, or are they full of judgment or harshness or frustration? And like, um, it's so easy, especially because you're like confined with the same people constantly. Um, if, if you're not confined by yourself, I guess. Um, that it's easy to just get short with like your attitude and your mood. And, um, you know, I, I hope it's okay on your podcast to bring my faith into this, but like, I'm a Christian and in the Bible, it says like out of the depths of your heart is what comes out of your mouth. And so like my friend made me this awesome shirt. I stand on my tiptoes. It says, check your heart. And so I like have been thinking about this shirt the last couple of days. And so this morning I was like, I'm going to wear that. And, um, just to remind myself, like, what is in my heart because it's going to come out of my mouth and is it full of grace for whoever I'm interacting with and whether it's my husband or even like my daughter when she's accidentally pulling my hair because she's so excited or whatever, you know, am I going to say like, Oh, that hurt mommy. Or am I going to be like, ah, don't do that. You know, like, so, um, yeah, I just, it's been a recurring theme for me that just, um, what is coming out of my mouth and is it kind and patient and, and then, it, I mean, it's been coming up in um, projects with work too, is like, am I really quick to accept a deadline or am I evaluating things and saying, actually, let's set this deadline instead because that's what works. Because in the past, I've been really quick to just people please with clients and say yes when they ask things. So even pausing my words to think and respond accordingly. Um, has been something I've been trying to practice just because I've been recognizing how quickly I speak. And another thing the Bible says is specifically to be slow to speak. And I feel like I, that's so hard for me to like implement in my life. Cause I'm just like, bah! and then I'm like, Oh, I can't suck those words back in my mouth. So um, that's, that's the biggest thing that just kept coming up. And I, even told myself, Oh, this might be too deep for the podcast, but, um, it just, I just kept coming back to it. So that's kind of where I'm at. I love it. And I love it. that It's real. It absolutely. When you're stuck with people, thank goodness. My husband works outside, like literally outside. 
Um, I mean, if he was right next, I mean, he would be like saying things about the things I was saying, like, you know, sometimes, but I also think it's the words we say to ourselves. So I yeah. think regime has had those, those, it's like the evil Diane or right. The, and it's like, sometimes those words that you say to yourself are even worse than the words that you would say to your husband. And I also think, I also believe in the Bible and I also am a Christian. And I believe that God didn't make any junk. And so why am I tearing down what I think God made, right? Instead of, so I, I totally love that you brought that in and I appreciate you just being real. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Oops, I keep hitting mute. It's not my turn. All right, Tony, it's all up to you. Cool. All right. Well, I guess my, what I learned kind of touched close to that about like self-care, but it's also more of, I have a heavy freelance background, so when this quarantine happened, I was handling it like normal, like I was a vet to like my full-time freelance days and like getting caught up in work and just blasting music and just forgetting time exists. But then like I also forgot, I guess what I learned was increase my humility. Market closing. My AI. But uh, (laughs) uh, who's that lady? Yeah, it's kind of like a, I always get a joke like Jarvis, like Iron Man. But uh, yeah, but I think one thing I learned was iron uh, humility. So I was like, I forgot, like I got so wrapped with my own bubble, I forgot like other friends of mine are not might not be handling it well. So I just like learned because usually I was like, if someone doesn't come to me with an issue, I just all right, there's no problem. But I learned just like, hey, reach out to them, like, are you okay? And, or even if it's subtle, if they're not like comfortable like coming out a lot depending on a person and even then like if I ask if they're okay just like hey be be comfortable telling me the truth don't give me a blanket statement if you're not okay tell me I'm here so I just learned to like reach out friends like that and they truly appreciate it like just worrying about their health and their like worrying about their mental health just just reaching out more and learning how to connect with people and not waiting for them to come to me so not staying within that bubble, but you actually, so this is a difference than what you normally would do because everybody's being fine. Everybody's just keeping exactly. doing everything that they normally do. Just like Amber's had this extra time to now reflect and you're like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to other people and making sure that, that they know they're loved, right? Yep. Yeah, just okay. like, like a, like a make it only shirt to spread it, I guess. Like check other hearts. <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. That's great. All right, Debbie, that's a hard one to follow, but I bet you can do it. It's a hard one to follow. These are really great. Um, I like hearing what everybody's experiencing and learning. Um, I would say I've been learning a lot about the importance of keeping morale up for myself and for others. Um, I have a really goofy story to tell about it, but basically I had like week two or three of the quarantine, I actually became like very overwhelmed with panic and fear because I'm asthmatic and I have a, my mother's recovering from lung cancer. And I just started thinking about, uh, what if I get it? What if my mom gets it? All these things and then just work and start going down a very dark path. Um, but, and in doing so, I then became afraid of going to the grocery store and that. So I was not going to the grocery store. And, um, I came to realize that, I can't just live in fear like that. Like, yes, there's, there's, it's very real. Like this is a scary situation, but um, I also as a human have to continue to move forward best I can. So um, I have really discovered that just working through that and 
taking all the precautions necessary, doing the best I can to keep my hands clean and all that kind of stuff, go to the grocery store and buy food because that was like one simple thing, but I had been just eating scraps and things that I had at home and I was starting to feel terrible. Like I wasn't even taking care of myself. You know, it's like, I was probably putting myself at more risk doing that than, than not. So, um, by taking these, like, I think little simple steps and probably very obvious to some people for me, it was, I had to work through this, but to take care of myself, to get food that's going to be nutritious and help me out. And to also then take care of my friends. I have a couple of roommates, so I've been able to cook dinner for them because I have food now. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of silly, but I think on a deeper level, it's more of just learning for myself to take my thoughts captive. And what am I thinking about? What am I dwelling on obsessing over? Is it valuable? Is this helpful? Is it, is it like, wasting time? Is it detrimental, you know, and really thinking through what do I value and what's, what, um, what is, you know, what's going to help me to get through this time. So that's kind of, I would say that's the biggest thing I've learned about myself during this. All right. So Debbie, I love that. So what, what are some of the, so when, cause that's like a, uh, anxiety for sure. Right. And it's about oh, yes. facing fear because your fear is like Chris has said, he's in front and you know, he's playing guitar for Coldplay. No, I'm just kidding. Not Coldplay. <laughs> I can't remember some other P band that I never heard of. Cause I don't listen to music really. So, uh, but like, so it is, it's the fear. It's like, I mean, our imaginations are incredible. Like if somebody's like, well, I can't tell you. I'm like, uh, you should just tell me because I'm going to make up something amazing <laughs> and you do not want me to have made up that story in my head. So it's better if you just tell me the truth, right? Um, or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Clearly I'm sharing too much. But so Debbie, what was like a step? Because when you have that, what what is some of those first steps when you're like, no, I'm stopping you know, like, cause I think you have to, yeah. you have to baby step yourself out yes. of this, right? Yeah. It's not just like an instant. I mean, every now and then you can like instantly snap yourself out of something. But I think like what I do is one, I actually have trusted friends and family that I can talk to and be very open and honest with. So I said to them, Hey, I'm struggling. Like this is really hard and I feel stupid to say it, but I am scared to go to the grocery store or whatever, you know? And talk to them about it and actually say, Hey, I need some help. <laughs> so I think being open and honest and asking for help has been a good step for me. And then also, and I'm sorry, I don't want to make this about a faith thing either on this, but I'm a Christian too. And so that's where I just, I go to the Lord, like I pray and I just have to remember that I'm not in control. Like I believe that God is in control. So if that's what I believe, then I can just sit, I can go, okay, I believe that. So I can stick, move forward saying, I know that though I can't control things, I have a maker who is taking care of me and I can learn to live that out regardless of how it looks from my human perspective. Um, but I think just having friends and family too, people who are supportive is really helpful and, and making phone calls and that. And then also doing the same for when my, I have a friend, you know, friends who will then call me as well too, or we'll talk about what they're struggling with and being there for them. So I think knowing we can relate and having empathy with each other helps. One important thing you didn't say is that you had to be vulnerable. You had to reach out. You had to share what was, what was not working for you, right? Yeah. So you had to be reflective enough, but then you also had to reach out. Reaching out is super hard when the picture you're painting is my dreams are like I'm, my teeth are falling out. And I have way more teeth than 
a normal person would have in these dreams. You know, they just keep spitting them out. Does anybody have these? These are the loss of control dreams, right? Um, I also have like had the dream that I didn't go to math class all during the semester and I show up for the final, think I'm going to be able mm-hmm. to do the math. What? You know, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, so I think that being vulnerable and being okay with who, who God made you to be with those people that are safe people. Yeah. He's having those safe people. I think Tony is one of those safe people for some of his friends. Right. And, but sometimes it takes you just reaching mm-hmm. out showing some love to those people because sometimes they just need to somebody say hey debbie are you are you doing okay right yeah all and right sometimes you just need to say it because people don't know they can't read your mind you know that yeah. would be awesome if they could though yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing if anybody has that skill okay we're gonna move on to the first andre Ketano. Okay, so uh, one thing I, I forgot to say in my pitch is that I'm, since last year, I do uh, a monthly meeting with illustrators. So because I was feeling lonely, even before the coronavirus started, and I, was, I started uh, bringing a community of people and that turned into doing every week, I talk at least with three friends. One of them is Mariana, who's in the chat. And we share our, our struggles and we talk about our issues that we have. Uh, business or, or in life and that that's also continues in the in the in this period but what what i found out about myself in this period is that because i was doing almost work for clients i really struggled with doing personal work and since i don't have as much client work i forced myself to do those personal works and using social media to force myself to do it to do it i, di- I did a live stream on instagram and i had this idea that usually meet the drawing I would give up, but because I was being watched by other guys, I kept going and I found out that uh, I, I love dinosaurs since I was a, a little kid and I never put that in my work and I, I did a, an illustration about it and I have a, a, a huge feedback from my friends and other people that also liked that and that was really cool. Uh, so I'm betting more on my interests and because it seems that more people can relate to it and I think it improves my work because I can connect with people in other ways than just a, an assignment or a book or some ob- objective that a client has. So I've been taking a chance on my, on myself, really. And uh, also, I've been doing self-publishing. I've been working on zines, and I picked. I I looked at my sketchbooks. I picked the drawings. I designed it. I I'm, I learned to do the book binding. So I'm doing all by myself. It's good or bad. It's all me, and that's that's really nice to to experience because I always had someone turn this to the change the color, change the angle. It's not working. Always changing for other people, and now I'm I'm doing that for me really, and it's good, really fun. And I also had a period of burnout after a book that I did, a long book, like almost two years working on that, and that really took my joy in drawing, and it's really helped me to gained that again uh, since last year. I've been working on that and it's really been helpful to, to do that. Sometimes I wonder if we don't stop doing self projects because, or at least this is me, but we do it because it's like, oh, well, I'm not gonna make any money at that. So I just put more uh, time into doing those other things. But really, you when you do those self-driven projects, they lead to the work that you really would like to do and the work that you could possibly yeah. charge more or, um, 
that is more fun. Do you find that, Andre? Do you find that you give more of a priority to those? Or do you feel like you've been able, that's always been okay. You've always been able to do the side thing oh, that was your thing. No, if, if the project is paid, I, I'll give priority to that. Uh, um, because I you know I have to, to earn money. And for now, the, the self-initiated projects are starting to give me some a little bit, but I, I'm starting, so I don't, I want to bet more on that, but I, I cannot forget the, the other part because it's, it's a balance between the, the two things, I, I think. So it's also about, um, will anybody else like this? Holy moly, like, right? Yeah. Is like, that's also sure. like, it's that evil Diane or whoever lives in your head, hopefully it's not the evil me, but um, nobody's gonna care about these dinosaurs. Do you think you can draw dinosaurs, Andre? Yeah, yeah you can <laughs> draw dinosaurs, buddy. But do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's yeah. like, you just have to, it's the same thing about Debbie saying being vulnerable. You have to like put it out there. And I think Matt's doing that totally and what he's doing with his side project, uh, like a, any of our self-promotion, it, it's a way for us to connect, really connect with other people. Yeah. So, all right. Last but not least, I'm going to try to do your last name. Gaggiano? There we go. Uh, did you see the question mark at the end of that? Somebody, <laughs> I think Rachel asked if it was Italian. Is it Italian? Uh, originally, yes, it, it's, it is Italian, but uh, I'm a third generation African. So yeah, from a long time ago, from a long time ago. I think we got, we were fighting the Napoleonic War and got captured by the British and then got sent to the Cape Colonies. So long time uh, ago. Yeah, I'm sure uh, my people got sent to the American colonies because we probably... You know, we're Irish and Scottish, so, and a little bit of English. Anyway, I don't want to turn down my people, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> they probably take us too. All right. It's all about you, buddy. Uh, what have I learned is to ask for help. Um, my wife went to Estonia to have our third child. She, sadly, she's not with us still. She's still in Estonia. Um, so I've ended up. Sounded up like with... she was dead. Sadly, know, she's not I with us. Said, uh... I know. I was like, wait. <laughs> Yeah. Look, nobody yeah. else laughed at that. Like, what's David doing that he's not laughing at that? Like, oh, he's getting the tissue. To, I'm just kidding. Go back. Go ahead. So, um, I'm I'm looking after a teenager, both girls, my teenager daughter and my um, seven year old. And I was trying to do too much, and I was trying to, um, you know, make sure everything was like when mom's here. So I've learned. My wife's taught. She taught me how to make sourdough bread and pancakes and this and that and cleaning. And it was driving me crazy. So I, I learned how to delegate and to ask for help. And basically, you know, I've, I, my, my eldest daughter's turned into a really good chef. She cooks really great meals. My youngest is ironing and sweeping and swearing as well. And that's from me, unfortunately. Um, but also, this all coincides with uh, Matt. I, I hear you with the burning out. And I know I've I was in a different industry, but I just, for the last, I don't know, year, I just, I just have felt really lost. I've been very uh, sort of blessed to actually have a job online doing something I've never done before. And it's sort of, uh, sort of uh, helping out on marketing and web design, which is all new to me, but it's, I really want to get into, into, I guess strategy and 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 using my artistic skills. So, I actually spoke with Diane. Uh, it was last week, 
And I realized that it's okay to ask for help. And sometimes it's actually important for me to not only to delegate, but to get a different viewpoint from somebody. My wife is really good at, um, at being empathetic, but it's also good to get maybe an outside opinion to maybe, so you can see your own shortfalls or how to deal with things. So that's the biggest takeaway. Nothing's really changed in terms of me uh, not being able to go outside because I've been working from home anyway, but it's, it's really, like I said, it's trying to keep the household sane. And through that was learning how to ask for help, but also within my career and with my work. Um, you know, I feel really, I feel like an imposter, you know, I've only been, uh, you know, studying this or learning the last four years, but after having spoken to Diane, there's a, there's a lot more experience you have and you can't, by that and so it's sort of how do I apply what I know and what I feel comfortable doing not always comfortable doing but just sort of forging ahead because I'm I'm I, I'm very sort of I'm pretty unorganized not like like Chris I don't have everything lined up I just jump in I jump into crazy situations always have done um, and now actually having spoken to Diane now I'm actually fearful and I, I don't know where it's come from it's like I don't, you, you put me anywhere. You could put me in the middle of Lagos, Nigeria. It's no problem for me. But now it's learning how to ask for help and find that direction. So that's, that's where I'm at with this COVID is, is uh, learning how to live with the constant fear of having a wife away and a new baby. Not sure how they're going to get back or how safely they're going to get back. And also within my career is how to, how to ask for help and where do I go from there? How to get myself some sort of structure or path to, to, to get where I want to get to. Um, so that's what I've learned really. Yeah. Asking, asking for help. I love that. But you also did it you, in real life too. Like you got your daughters to cook and you didn't have to take it all on. Like Amber was saying in the very beginning that everything didn't have to fall on you. You said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to teach you how to make bread. And your, your seven-year-old made this chocolate thing, right? Oh, yeah. It was like a cake or brownie thing. Um, she made that and, and, and she's ironing, you know, like there are some great things that have come out of this. And now they also have confidence that you're instilling in confidence. When we ask other people to do things for us, um, they might not do it exactly perfect the first time, but that's where we can keep teaching. But it's also, wow, now you didn't have to do it. Do you really need to sweep that tiny little part that she didn't get? Nah, you know, like, good job, seven-year-old, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah. So it's I love that. And we got um, everybody. So I said that at the very end, I would open it up. So if you want to come on, you just have to raise your hand. I have the little attendees uh palette whatever i don't know that little thing y'all might y'all can't see it but i can see it but if you want to pop in just raise your if you down at the bottom it says participants all of y'all are already on the screen so you don't have to do this but um anybody else if you want to pop in and say just a little bit of what you've been learning or um a little something that somebody said to you today that made a difference or or nobody, and it's time to go. And you're like, hmm, okay, here we go. Whew, Brian, yeah, thank goodness. He's my Vanna, so here we go. You can come in muted, just so you know. So you have to, 
We need to see your beautiful face though, Brian. And unmute yourself. Uh, there you go, buddy. Hey. Hey. Um, so I've, I've kind of discovered that I need to give um, others and myself more grace. Um, What's that mean? What does that look like? Um, just kind of be kinder with myself and to others, especially my family. Um, since we're all stuck together, I feel like that's necessary. Um, in in kind of just, um, you know, having this not be a really terrible, uh, memory for everyone. Mm. For sure. So I always think of you as pretty graceful, uh, grace giving. Do you think that it just has gotten heightened because you're in where small quarters or you can't go out or things like that? Yeah, I think it's magnified, um, for sure. Um, just, just not having the freedom that you typically do. Um, and kind of just building up your anxiety and, and both my, my wife and I, um, have anxiety and depression issues. So kind of playing with that in the whole grand scheme of things, um, and uh, seeing how certain things affect our moods. Um, yeah, just kind of have to go with the flow. It is, it's, it's hard. I think, um, I think anxiety and depression run in the designer handbook or something, right, somehow. Um, so I, I really appreciate you being able to say that, and, um, but you're among your people here so but it is it's hard when you're uh especially if it's colder if it's been rainy i don't know what it's like in vancouver but i know in not vancouver washington although david coke tell us dave could tell us but uh vancouver washington um chris could tell us but sometimes the weather really plays a role for me at least in how that feels jason how about you i, I kind of touching on what brian said i think part of it is you know, if you're in a relationship and like for me, I've got a wife, I've got two kids um, who have special needs and, and being able to rely on her when I'm stressed out um, and I need a break um, so that I don't inadvertently snap at the kids about something that they may have done that probably warranted getting snapped at, but but I don't overreact to that. The other thing for me, and this is touching on the anxiety and the depression, is a lot of therapists and all that are doing telehealth appointments now. And if you have access to that and have availability to that, take full advantage of it. This is a stressful time for everybody, um, especially people who already are suffering from anxiety and depression. It just elevates that even more you know it's it's odd that you know misery loves company so we do take a little bit of comfort in knowing that everybody's in the same boat but that also helps to magnify on the the anxiety on the other side of things so i think that's good i think just giving grace um and knowing what our words our words do have impacts so sometimes it's like walking away yeah matt say what you want to say yeah, I just wanted to say here too that, you know, reaching out to other creatives is great. 
Um, and we realize that we're all probably more similar than more dissimilar from each other. I know that we all have our different areas of expertise, but you know, we're all trying to communicate something for somebody else. And that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of effort out of yourself to hone all your skills, to try to reach somebody else's goals. And so that's already a giving process. But once you start dealing with depression and if it's something that's in your history, it's great to talk with other illustrators or designers or whatever and start sharing that kind of stuff. But don't mistake talking to a friend and talking to a professional because people can talk to you and, and make you feel better and that's okay. But if, if you really are still starting to feel stuff, you really need to talk to a professional. And like what Jason was saying here, you know, there are professionals online that will do stuff and it's, it's super important. Um, I know that my, my daughter goes through stuff. Um, and that's, I think, I think that she's been doing that because I've been checking on her and stuff and she's, um, she's great. She's doing better. So I just want to, you know, because if we're talking about a bunch of creatives here, I'm sure that this is more, more prevalent than what we think it is. Absolutely. Well, I'm super thankful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dave, David. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I mean, so many of us uh, spend time at our computers and, and being in a sedentary place that we absolutely have to get outside. I make it a point myself to get out at least once a day and if not walk or jog a mile. Um, and I've got three kids too. I've got two teenagers and a kid that's under two. And so I absolutely understand what the patient's uh, quotient looks like. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, being active and getting different scenery makes a lot of difference in our outlook. Absolutely. I've, um, this week, my dad, okay, so my dad had a stroke 10 years ago, so he says he walks sexy now, right? He never, we, anyway, my mom's probably like, I can't believe you said that out loud, Diane. But anyway, so he says it too. Anyway, so he, they have a really long driveway. They have like, anyway, so he walks up and down the driveway and he will walk eight miles a day. That's a lot for somebody slower, right? Because one leg doesn't bend quite as good, but he yeah. loves it. And I think it is really important. So we have about four acres. So I've just been making a path and my mom's like, oh, well, do you take Jackson with you? And I'm like, no, we would not be walking. We would be rolling in poo and, you know, I'm done walking. I want to lay down in the grass. And so I can't walk Jack with me like that, but I walk, I've been walking. And so I've tried to do 10. And when I do 10 laps, it's five miles. So it's like just just getting out. And I think, you know, John will always be like, I think ultraviolet laser kills the virus. So even if that's not true, people, let's get outside and kill the virus, right? I mean, hopefully none of us have it, but let's kill it. That would be, anyway. Now I'm just getting weird. This is time to go. My mom's like, yeah, it went too long when you started talking about your dad and his sexy walk. So <laughs> anyway, it looks like you're laughing, so I can't hear you because you're all muted, but hopefully um, I appreciate it. So I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I appreciate that we are able to get together and laugh and share real things and um, share. I appreciate how vulnerable you were with everybody. Naomi had to go. She told me she had to go. She had a client thing. So we love Naomi that she was vulnerable and she shared. But um, I would love it if you guys would put your handle everybody over in the chat and then that way I have them and I can easily put them into the if you're watching on YouTube you can find everybody's handle Mariana um, she was talking about a side project um, 
So everybody, not just the people on the screen, but everybody, it would be great if you could put your Instagram only or tell wherever your handle is, that would be great. Then that way we can um, be friends off of this too. So I am going to try to do this again um, next month as well. So I will let you know when that is. Next week, it's just me. So I hope you'll still show up. Um, and maybe I'll be talking a little bit about some of the things that I'm working on and where I've, I'm really struggling with some things with fear too. So I really relate. Um, I think it's just hard to do new things. And I think all of us are doing new things now. I, uh, I relate to Amber. Sometimes um, I don't have as much time, I think. I think I sit in front of the computer too much and I've had this weird eye twitch um, that my chiropractor said that it was probably electrolytes. So I have electrolytes in my water. It's not like it's just dirty Alabama water. People like Alabama doesn't have dirty water like that. We have ours clean, just like everybody else's. Mississippi might not have clean water. I'm just getting kids here. Their, their water's fine too in Mississippi. Andre and Andre are like, what? The water's bad in America? What? I'm just kidding. Um, Jason's like, this isn't funny, Diane. Okay. <clears throat> so, but, um, so, I just think I'm spending too much time and I've missed this thing called liminal space, which is that space in between when you're walking from a meeting to back to your office or you're going to the bathroom, you know, like the bathroom's further away than it is in my house. And the time that you just have to process or even at the grocery store, you know, like you're just, it's like dead space. And I feel like we've been so much on and for me, I love, I mean, if I didn't have y'all in the Zoom, thank you, Lord, for the internet and Zoom, it would be very, very difficult for me. And even though I have a husband, he's just like super quiet and super private, like, right, that's why I have a curtain. Um, like, nobody knows what John looks like, except Jason, maybe, because he's seen him in person. But there's, you know, we're just all people, we're just all struggling, and I think it's good that we come together and be a family together. So I appreciate that you, um, um, oh, yeah, oh, Mariana says, am I, am I married to your husband, her husband, I guess, anyway, if his name is John Smith, that's really my husband's name, though, it looks like he's really private and changed his name because he didn't want anybody to know, but whatever, he probably, at the end of this, he'll probably be like, what were you talking about, so I'm gonna let y'all go, and I appreciate it, hopefully everybody got their, uh, whatever, at in the chat, hey, at in the chat, we could, we could put that on a t-shirt. Get your at in the chat. Hey, Chris, I appreciate you being our special um, hope guest. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Diane. Um, I hope you guys will come back next week. And then um, we have a bunch of really cool things happening. We, me, Ashley, and Sarah, and I, and the mouse in my pocket. Um, we have, a, I don't really have a mouse in my pocket. That's just a joke. Like we say, when we say we, and you're just talking about yourself whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna let y'all go because clearly I need to eat something for lunch, but I just love y'all and I'm very thankful. I'm, we need to go outside, right, David? Any last words? Anybody want to say anything right at the end before we say goodbye? I wanted to say your, your notepad is awesome. Thank you. Oh yeah, you are a <laughs> Love on Designer winner. And so is Matt and Matt's right next to you. I love it. I love it. It's great. I'm launching, a, uh, I'm launching a lettering challenge with Mary-Kate McDevitt and um, Simone Wilder of Simon & Moose. And so if you get on my IG, I'll post it tonight at 7 p.m.
and it's Ooh. a lettering challenge about what you miss about your old life. Oh, I love that. I fangirled yeah. on her too hard. She would never be on my podcast, but oh well, maybe one day. Anyway, it's good to be weird. You know, you got to be weird sometimes, people. All right, I'll see you guys next week. We'll check out your handle. Uh, I think it's just John David, J no, David John J O N Walker, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll check out that challenge. All right. See y'all later. Hey, that was a great episode. Thank you so much for watching. I just wanted to ask you if you would help me to get this next uh, goal, reach a next goal for me. The goal is to have 40 rates and reviews, right? That sounds funny, but have 40 people rate and review Design Recharge on iTunes. Um, that would be incredible. So if you could do that, that would really, really make my day. I'm trying to get 40 total before the end of June. And I just think maybe I can even do it before. I mean, I can't do it. I need you to help me. So if you don't mind doing it, that would be awesome. And it would make my, make my day. If you want these show notes, so say maybe you're listening and you're listening on iTunes and you're not watching this, if you're watching on YouTube, you can click down below, but you can go to rechargingyou.com slash 342 and you can get all these. So everybody who shared links or shared their Instagram handle so that you know what we're talking about and then you'll be able to connect with all those people. So the two Andres, um, one had a, a South African accent I will make sure that I, but he's the Andre new dad. He has three kids with new dad and then Andre Caetano. They're both in Portugal. So I can't say that, but, um, so I'll make sure that those are clear. Who is who? Those are the only two that had the same name. It's funny that they're in the same, um, country as well. But, um, I also wanted to just let you know, I am launching something for this summer and, it's going to be all during the month of July, and I can't wait to tell you more about it, but just wanted to tease it out. There will be some fun things. I've said this before, but this is really, really going to happen. This is such a stretch for me, and it is really scary. And I was talking to my accountability partner, and I am um, incredibly fearful, to be honest. Um, but I think it's really important to push. I think it's important to not not let the fear guide me, and um, but to not resist it. I just am acknowledging it, and I'm leaning in, and I'm trying to breathe through it. But I'm I'm at a when I've released things in the past, um, my inner critic, the mean girl Diane, comes out and is very very terrible. So my Claire, my uh, accountability partner, she said, what are you afraid of? What's the worst that could happen? And I told her, you know, nobody buys, nobody, um, right? Like, isn't that the fear? Look, we didn't come for a whole nother a design recharge on this. I understand. I just wanted you to know some things are coming, some things that are pushing me in ways I don't have it all together. I'm right there with you. We're learning this stuff together and I will tell you whatever I'm learning. So it makes your journey a little bit shorter, but I also want to know what you're learning too. So give me a rate and review. 
I don't, I think that's weird. That sounds weird. Rate and review. Sounds like something like, I don't know. Mm, I don't like it, but whatever. Rate and review. Uh, we'll see you next week. And just so you know, this episode is brought to you. We might have a new sponsor next week, but um, this is still brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. Um, at, you can support the channel even for a dollar at patreon.com slash Diane Gibbs. And again, Elementor is my favorite way to build websites. That's what I use. It's how I'm going to be building both of my websites out this summer even further. And it makes, Elementor makes it um, an any WordPress theme almost invincible. But I do use the Elementor has a uh, free theme called Hello. And I've been using that with it. So if you want to check it out, uh, it's free. And then when you're ready to buy, click on bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital D, capital R, Elementor. And then I have been using the Envato subscription. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you're looking for excellent resource for royalty-free stock photography, illustration, music, graphics, templates, uh, After Effects video templates, there's over 2 million creative resources and they're they're loading more all the time. And the thing is, it's unlimited downloads per month, which to me is incredible. And they have diverse models, which I really, that's something that I really look for, age, race, um, gender. So if you, to me, the, the subscription price is an unheard of deal. And if you want to check it out, it's at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Envato, E-N-V-A-T-O, capital D, capital R. Everything else is lowercase. Uh, Skillshare, again, great time right now to be up in your game with Skillshare Premium. If you want two months free, check it out at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash Diane Gibbs, D-I-A-N-E-G-I-B-B-S. And then Audible, of course. Audible has changed my life. I'm li I I've obviously get to listen to a lot more books. And I listened to one of my favorite authors, Malcolm Gladwell. Last weekend, I finished his book, um, Talking to Strangers. Oh, I cannot tell you enough good things about that book. But if you want to check out um, that book or another book, you can get one book free for a month, a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash design recharge. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening and putting up with my cough. And oh, and all, these links are affiliate links. So I get a little piece of the pie. Don't want to leave that out. Um, but thank you for, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the community. Please reach out. Let me know. Send me an email. Uh, DM me. I, I'm here for you. And I'm listening. I feel like that's weird too. But I am. I'm here and I'm listening. And I want to, um, I want you to know that you can reach out. So I want to help you in whatever ways you need help. So let's claim it. Let's be part of the community. And thank you for just all the support. I really, it makes a huge difference to me. I'll see you next week. Hit like and subscribe and whatever else you're supposed to do.